dig. Hey, welcome to uh, Things We Dig Movie Review. My name is Chris. How's it going, guys? It's Dave. Steve? I see you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, D- Steve, just going. Steve? I see you. It's Alex. Alrighty, good to see your faces, fellas. So today we're going to jump into a movie review, Avatar Wave the Water. This is the sequel to the 2009 James Cameron film. Little synopsis on the movie. Good old Jake Sully is uh, living the life with his wife and Tiri and their kids, living a peaceful life, trying to find their way in the Navi world where the Sky People return. And a threat is upon Jake and his family. So they have to search for new lands, new people, individuals who are more water breed, and just them getting into the midst of battle with the Sky People. Alrighty, fellas. So, Way of the Water. We waited 13 years for it. Do you guys think it was uh, worth the wait? I'm so, I'm not like torn. I'm just, I'm kind of like how I feel with the first one because I am really impressed by how it looked and just the attention to detail that it takes to make this movie. And overall, I did enjoy the like the film and the story. I, you know. I don't think it's like the most amazing thing ever, but I do respect the fuck out of the whole entire process that goes into making this film. But I, that being said, though, I mean, I did enjoy I did enjoy watching it. How did how did you guys feel just overall? I mean, how do you feel about that 13 year wait between the films? I definitely was not prepared for it. I think three hours was a long time, but I didn't find myself necessarily bored. I think my body just got uncomfortable because I'm getting old. But I was pretty blown away from it. I hadn't seen a lot of 3D movies. And I mean, visually, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And I mean, thinking more of how James Cameron really is pushing the boundaries in movies, it uh, was great. And I, I haven't been to the movie theaters in over a year. So it was uh, truly nice to get back. Uh, three hours, I say, give me four hours of this. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were shooting this movie actually for three years. It's been 13, but uh took... You know, multiple setbacks, multiple delays, waiting for the right technology to uh, do the motion capture underwater. And uh, I would say this movie tops the first one for me in almost every way. Yeah, I would say as much as I enjoyed the first Avatar film, I wasn't like a super fan. So going into it, um, you know, truly am excited because it's one of those blockbuster movies. I'm always excited for a blockbuster type of movie, especially James Cameron, you know, a big fan of his work. So initially I was kind of like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'll go check it out visually. It's going to be great. And, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you, Steve. I was blown away. I mean, just watching the first one, revisiting it, you know, the night before to kind of get refreshed. And I'm like, oh, these graphics still hold up well, even after... 13 years you know it was you know pretty revolutionary what he did with the first film and the second film just right off the bat you're like damn like just immersed in it and i would say you know visually it does keep your attention three hours did fly by maybe towards the end you know it sort of uh i wouldn't say dragged on but you you could feel the runtime of it but i would say james cameron kept the plot pretty simple and maybe you know, relied more so on the the nonstop and the fast pace of the movie. And, you know, as we mentioned, just the water scenes, you know, when they're with the, uh, I would say, I, I'm not 
remembering their exact name, which we'll say the Navi water tribe, you know, the way of the water and learning that ways and just being underwater. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, how did he feel them? You said, you said mocap suits, Steve, they were doing that underwater and actually filming. So that's remarkable, remarkable. <laughs> that's just in insane. So yeah, I would say initially I didn't think it was kind of going to be worth the wait, but after seeing it and definitely wanting to see it again, I would say for sure. Just hopefully we don't have to wait 13 years for the next one because we'll be nearing 50 years old, guys. Definitely need pretty, an intermission. De pretty depressing when you say it like that, man. <laughs> Just wear a diaper <laughs> at that age. You'll be okay. Dude, one thing I think is funny, though, because I like I said, it um, like for every reason you guys said, and it is almost so long that I do, I do need to watch to like almost piece together things I might've missed in the first one. But one thing I uh, think is kind of funny, I don't know why I just got like visuals and obviously it's pretty apparent, but just the, the human boy who's left behind, who is that Colonel's, he's a Colonel, right? Who is the Colonel's son? Oh but, yeah, we definitely have spoilers in this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely spoilers, but that dude parallels Tarzan in a lot of ways. And then also another big visual for me was like all the underwater, like sinking and feeling trapped reminded me so much of Titanic. I don't know if you guys felt like that too. And I was like, just kind of a funny, I was like, maybe he was kind of like nodding a little bit to some of those scenes, like when they were swimming around and trying to open up doors and stuff, you know, and I couldn't help, but just kind of get that feeling again and having it being James Cameron, but yeah, dude, a lot of spoilers that we're going to get into and one that I will that I kind of just opened up the can of worms on right there was the little boy in that colonel from the first movie who has a clone now that is an avatar who is sent with a bunch of other Marines who are trying to infiltrate the Navi to find Jake Soli and uh, the sky people are back now and they're not trying to harvest whatever they were harvesting in the first movie, now they want to inhabit this planet. And so that's essentially what we see in this movie, like in the first opening scenes, I guess. And yeah, dude, just knowing that guy is back, you you know that it's going to get deep into some shit and definitely some crazy fight scenes in this movie. Did you guys like that he came back? I mean, I, I was a bit surprised. I mean, I didn't know the plot of the movie. Um, and I was a little bit, as I mentioned earlier, I was a little bit confused. I'm like, oh, that's him, you know? So what were you guys' thoughts of his return as a as a Navi avatar? Yeah, I never checked like the the cast list for this, so I didn't know that he was gonna be in it. If if I did see him, I would assume just sort of flashbacks or something, but definitely surprised. Um a little bit disappointed. I mean, he is a great villain. And you do hate, generally hate this guy, but just a little disappointed. That's kind of like the same story in a way again, just him hunting down uh, the Navi and and Jake Sully. So in the end, uh, I was kind of hoping for a little bit different outcome. Yeah, that definitely was the one that got me confused just a little bit because I didn't rewatch the movie right before, and then it flashbacked and and show on him, and I was like, he he fucking died. So I didn't. I didn't connect the dots that they cloned him. I was confused about that. Um, I assume all of those mercenaries were clones. They weren't actually in the suit, you know, that they would like transfer. I don't know if they did or not, but that was one thing I had to go back and look up. And James Cameron has a, has a reason for everything. I thought maybe he could have found a different villain, but he was just like, well, let's just clone him and bring him back. And he's not the same person, but he has all his memories. And it was, it was that, still good, but it was that confusing moment. 
I was a little confused. It didn't bother me though. I was like, whatever, because they have so much crazy technology. And I kind of liked that they just jumped right into it with the video explaining it all to like right off the bat. And I was like, all right, cool. Like catching us up on what they're there to do on their mission. And that's where it was a little confusing because he was like showing himself and he's like, if you're seeing this, it means that I've, I've been killed or whatever. And, and then even like you said, Fig, uh, you mentioned off camera that it almost looked like uh, his twin possibly or something. I almost felt the same way. It almost looked like Jake. another avatar of Jake Sully at first, but it wasn't, it turned out to be the guy, the evil Colonel from the first movie and uh just right off the bat though i i kind of was like oh, let's see how this plays out because they were all so ready and like yes now it's an ev even playing field but i'm like there's only like a handful of you versus an entire people that have the advantage of their planet and knowing everything about that you know so i i was like well we'll see how these guys fare they are marines so maybe they'll just be some elite like in the shadows killing off people and stuff but yeah, that's kind of how it set the backdrop. And I I thought it was instantly setting them up for failure. Yeah, I would uh, agree with you guys just saying, Steve, too. I was kind of hoping for some other type of threat, maybe something that is more earthbound, which there are a few things, not earthbound, but, you know, their planet, you know, a threat from their planet. And there's a few things, a few, you know, as, as the first one had, you know, some of the creatures living on, you know, Pandora that were after them. So I was kind of hoping it was something different, maybe something more mystical and, and magical. And, you know, as the plot went on, like I still enjoyed the movie, but there are a lot of kind of cliche sort of tropes in it. You know, it kind of had a, I don't know, it reminded me of like a, a Disney channel movie, like a, a family, you know, with popular, you know, sons and daughters that go to a different place and they're going through the same type of, you know, things we've seen, you know, multiple times, like, oh, other kids are jealous of them. They have a sister who is different and they have a little sister, you know, kind of, you know, the writing is a little bit sort of cliche in a lot of aspects. And, you know, as you guys mentioned, Spider, the human child kind of sort of had that Disney plot vibe to me. But I guess, you know, it visually being stunning and the action of it kind of sort of lifted it up. You can kind of put the plot to the side and sort of turn your brain off for, you know, three hours and not really focus too much on it. Cause I mean, the story was still, I would say overall entertaining enough and good to keep the flow going. I'm just curious of what they're going to do for the third movie now, which as you mentioned, spoilers, you know, he Colonel Courtridge, you know, survives and it seems like he's going to be the threat for the third one. So I mean, what would you guys want to see for the third one? You think there's going to be the the same thing over plot wise? Uh, first of all, like with the first movie, I think the main problem was, of course, the story. You know, basically, it dances with wolves or like a fern goalie. But with this one, uh, you you care about the characters a lot more. You care about Jake Sully because of the children. So I'm glad it's kind of focused on the kids, which makes every other every scene uh, just that much more emotional. So I did kind of like that, and it is basically a, a Disney movie, right? Um, but my question is about this. So, like, let's say the colonel did die in the end, but don't they have his memories just stored? So can't they just create another avatar of him again and again and again? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, if you watch this one show on Netflix, it was uh, they have they have their memories stored in a chip, so no matter if you die, they always transfer it. But I, I hope. The third one will be totally different 
they did build all these characters, so I hope they do continue that. But I could see definitely him being back, but hopefully him kind of being good or learning to be like, shit, I, I can't do this anymore. And then hopefully, hopefully him teaming up with them or something like, because if it's just the same thing, like I'm back with more people and I'm going to get you this time solely, then it might be a little cliche, but I, I could see him changing his ways, becoming one with the- I thought so as well. <laughs> I felt the I felt the same exact way, man. Almost like they might they kind of alluded to it a little bit by like his son saving him too, and he him not being able to let her kill his son, you know, when it's not really even technically his son. But I was like, yeah, if it wasn't a Disney movie, she would he would have been like, I don't give a fuck and just like shoot him himself. <laughs> Be like, I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, dude, when he saved him in the end, it made me think the same exact thing. Like they're kind of setting it up for that next film where who knows what that next crisis will be or even the people that are there who are still building right now while all of this is going on. I assume they like made a lot of headway on the civilization they're trying to build. They said those robots can build up a, a building in like oh, hours yeah, those, uh... or something. Crab so, like robots. I mean, maybe while this whole conflict was happening off in the ocean, they've already built up a lot of shit. So maybe the next movie will be a shitload more of sky people coming through. And that dude and his avatar possibly now is going to be, you know, like connecting with Pandora because he's able to connect in as if he is a native and stuff. And he will probably be like the same story as Jake Sully, you know, as because I don't know how you can deny that once you've experienced it yourself. So definitely I can see that something like that happening to him and his character in the next film for sure. What would you guys say were a couple standout scenes to you? Like just as you're watching it, as we mentioned, the the graphics are amazing, but what would be a scene that stood out to you guys? Off the top of my head, I think when the youngest, the youngest son, he finds himself getting stuck behind and follows the dudes and they go off they go off off deep into the water and he gets stuck behind and uh, meeting that 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 rogue whale and kind of bonding with that and going through that whole scenario because it showed the deep water and i was like all right it's an ocean there's got to be some big big fish here some some scary dudes and of course it showed that one thank god you didn't really see much after that, but just that whole scene, I think, of him swimming through the coral and it just smashing through. I mean, just visually, it, it was it was dope and it was really I think it caught me. You know, that was the that was the moment that really got me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I would say just a little bit prior to that, you know, the hint, you know, Jake and all his family learning the way of the water, because you know, they're they're forest dwellers, you know, they're used to, you know, I forget the flying creature's name, but you know, you know, communicating with you know, the creatures on the earth and they had to, you know, connect with these water creatures. So him and his family learning the ways of the water and being able to become divers and connect with these sea creatures. And as you mentioned, um, the whale creatures and I'm slipping the name to, they were like, like <laughs> yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah. Tolkien. And which was just amazing. I, I like the, the aspect of, you know, as the first one did, just con them connecting with the world that they're living in and just seeing all the underwater scenes and, you know, the adopted, you know, sister who, you know, seems to have a, a type of, you know, closer connection with the mother, so to speak, of Pandora and just her sort of, she felt like it looked like she had a, 
easier to kind of get her way around the water than her brothers did and her little sister. But yeah, just them training and that whole montage kind of sequence of them, even Jake hopping on like the big one. And they're like, hey, maybe you should try the smaller one. And, you know, of course, he's like, nah, man, he's like, I could take this big one. And just amazing to see those sequences. Yeah, dude, I uh, definitely liked all of those. For whatever reason, it's not like a very deep scene at all or anything like that. But I just visually remember seeing the guy's arm get ripped off. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. But um, there was a lot. That was one thing, Fig, you kind of just talked about it. But I thought um, the the daughter of Sigourney Weaver, somehow she had a daughter. And they all were hybrids. So they were like men. She had some special intense like connection with the planet and with the mother. What's her name? Awa or something. I forget. That's not it at all. Do you Awa? Okay. So it was close, but so she has a deep connection with Awa and um, she's saying she can feel her so intensely and stuff. And she even has a seizure at one point and the human doctor who comes through on his avatar is trying to say that she has something going on with her frontal frontal lobe and that's going to keep causing her as long as she plugs in with the planet and with awa she's gonna get hurt or awa she's gonna get hurt so uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with her because it seems like she really can harness like the power of the planet and she seems like she's gonna be the key to everything possibly eventually Alrighty, so that was uh, Avatar Way of the Water. Uh, thank you for joining us on this movie review. Till next time, later days. Catch you next time, guys. See you later. Adios, friends. Hey.